Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Alright, so let, let's pray. Let's get into the Word. I'm going to share the second part of this message, so both messages will be sh- uh, sent to you. Make sure you listen to them together. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now, as we look at the, um, the school of wisdom, the thought pattern for success, one of the things I want to look on is wisdom for money matters. So this is part two. Wisdom for money matters. There is no way we will touch on wisdom and we will not look at the issue of money. I will just give you the introduction. Our culture and our friends and families gives us sometimes conflicting perspective concerning money. For instance, we can have the idea that money is power. Okay? Some people think money is a curse. Some other things, money corrupts. Others think money means you've made it. And so, if we live in a society like this, it is possible to just be all about money. If you don't have money, it looks like you're not a complete man. In fact, you hear some people say, what is man without money? Have you heard that statement? See, what is, you call yourself a man, where is the money? You see, well, all of those are cultural assumptions. Are you following what I'm saying now? There are things that society has imputed upon us, and unfortunately, even in the church, we have bought that. Alright? Even in the church, we bought that. So you realize something. For instance, if a pastor does not have money, in fact, I've heard people say, anointing without money is annoyance. Have you, have you heard that phrase? Say, anointing without money is annoyance. See, let me tell you the truth. Eh? If you have the anointing of God on your life, there will be many things money will not be able to do that the anointing of God will do. Praise God. And that anointing will cause the resource to come. That anointing will, will make you be able to pick coins in the mouth of a fish. You see, never in your life look at spiritual things and look at carnal things and in your mind think that if I have spiritual stuff and I don't have this carnal thing, my life is wasted. Don't ever think that way. The power of God on your inside is what is what much more than what money can buy. Are you following what I'm saying now? So, so we're looking at wisdom for money matters. Then we looked at a very funny prayer that a man prayed. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 30. Very funny prayer that the man prayed. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 7. Look at the man's prayer. He says, Two things I ask of you. Do not refuse me before I die. <laughs> I like people who pray like this. Proverbs 13 verse 7. It says, Two things I asked of you. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep deception and lies far from me. 
He says, give me neither poverty nor riches. Hmm? Then look at what he says. He says, feed me with the food that is my portion. Then he, he tells God the reason why. He says, that I may not be fool and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or that I may not be in want and steal and profane the name of God. He says, please, don't, don't give me too much money. And at the same time, don't make me poor. He said, just give me enough for myself. He said, because when I have a lot, I will say, who is the Lord? And then when I have little, what's going to happen? I will steal and profane your name. Well, the truth of the matter is that you shouldn't pray like this. Alright? When you have a lot of wisdom, you can manage riches. So what you should rather pray for is what? Wisdom. What should you pray for? Wisdom. So we talked about several things that we should learn about money. The first one we talked about was learn to honor the Lord financially. That's number one. You're going to write from number one to five. I've already taught that in the first service. So I'm going to teach five to ten very quickly now. Number one, learn to honor God financially. Number two, build wealth slowly. Don't be in a hurry. Build wealth slowly. So, on that length to honor the Lord financially, you can write Proverbs 9, verse, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10. Then, on that build wealth slowly, you can write Proverbs 13, 11. I'm going to go fast because of our time. Proverbs 28, 20. Proverbs 1, 18 and 19. Just get the messages. Number three, you can build wealth quietly. Proverbs 13 verse 7. Build wealth quietly. You can put that scripture up. Proverbs 13 7. He said, There is he that pretends to be rich and is poor. And there is he that pretends to be poor, but he is rich. Don't pretend to be rich when you don't have substance. There is one who pretends to be rich but has nothing. And another pretends to be poor but has great wealth. Okay? Number four. Put wealth pursuits in its appropriate place. Don't chase wealth. Don't put money above everything else. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. Number five, understand that there is such a thing as the blessing of the Lord. There's such a thing as the blessing of the Lord. There's such a thing as the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. Praise God. That's Proverbs 10, 22. Now, number six. Number six, plan to save. Plan to save. Do not spend everything you get. Plan to save. Somebody say, well, pastor, all I'm getting now is not even enough. I cannot save. Even if it is 500, learn the habits of savings. Just as it is with giving, savings is not how much you save, but the what? The habits. Are you following this? Learn that habit. Whenever any money comes into your hand, learn the habit of saving. Learn it. Learn to save. Cultivate that attitude. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 20. I need someone very fast on the projector so I can run the message quickly. So if I can get someone faster, just read the scriptures for me so I can finish up. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 20. There is, a, there is precious 
treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man swallows it up. Huh? Don't swallow all your money. Don't eat it. Save some. See this. There's precious treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man will just swallow everything. Everything you have shouldn't be spent. Listen, as a ministry, we saved last year. We saved. We have a savings. Every amount that comes into this ministry, there's a portion that goes into savings. Are you following that? Learn to say Proverbs 21 verse 5. Proverbs 21 verse 5. It says, The the plan of the diligent leads surely to advantage or to plenty. But everyone who is hasty comes surely to, to poverty. Plan your money. Plan your giving. I'll talk about that. Learn to plan your giving. You can plan your giving. You can't give to everybody that has needs. You structure your giving. Structure your financial life. Everybody's emergency cannot become your emergency. Oh, sir, it's an emergency. Sorry. It's an emergency for you. People are always having emergency. And some of those emergencies, if you don't respond, the emergency will still come and go. There will be more emergencies in the future to respond to. I'm not saying don't give. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But you cannot respond to every need. You can, the Bible says, the poor you always have with you. Jesus said that over 2,000 years ago. And it's true. Planning involves being realistic about your financial situation. The Bible says in Proverbs 14 verse 23 that idle talk leads to poverty. Don't just talk about the big things you want to do with money. 14.23 Don't just talk about the big things you want to do with money. Idle talk. Don't just have idle talk. Alright? Be able to plan. When that salary is coming, plan. In all labor there is profit, but mere talks lead only to poverty. Proverbs 20, um, 14 verse 23 In all labor there is profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. I don't talk. I do your talk, 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 talk. No work. Some people are very loud. Bible says it leads to poverty. Don't just have wishful thinking. I want to buy this. You know, I was working with someone because something I wanted to do in November and I was doing this stuff and then the person told me, says, I like the way you plan long term. And that's the way I am. I plan long term. I see the road ahead. There are many things that I have today that it took me time to, to buy them. I don't rush to now buy something and you buy something that you can't eat. Have you seen people like that? Say, so, you know, after we have bought this thing, there's no more food. Mm-mm. You can pace buying that thing. You can pause. Are you following what I'm saying? You can plan it. And train your children like that. From an early age, you can train your children. My, my kids were trained like that. Sometimes I tell them, you know what? Your birthday is this day. We will not celebrate it this day. We will celebrate it that day so that we can be able to buy what we need to buy. And what I'm just trying to tell, try, the way I'm trying to raise my children is that the day they give birth to you is not the day you must hold the party. Ah, I'm taught. He's taught. He's taught. Two days to taught. Two days to taught. Taught loading. 90, 90%, 90% loading. 90%. How will you have anxiety for being given birth to? Is you are in charge of listen, let me tell you, your parents can come and tell you that that day was a lie. Yes. 
Do you realize your parents can say, oh, I mean, you can say, ah, oh, sorry, they made mistake. It's on the first. All your 19% loading for 30 years is falsehood. So learn to pace things. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. Plan. Save. Whatever little you have, save from it. Even if it is 100 naira, save from it. You see all these market women. Huh? The little things they save, they are able to use it at the end of the month. But even some of us that work in good companies and have good money, we are still indebted. The truth of the matter is that we like to do things that are bigger than us. That's the truth. If you do things at your level, praise God. Take my mic down just a little bit. It's echoing. If you do things at your level, what's going to happen? There is vacation for your size. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you are in Boni here, for instance, and you live in Finima, and you don't have money, you can come to Boni and do your vacation. Go leave Finima and do two days in Boni and go back. If you are in Boni, same way, you can cross to the other side. Eh? Then if you have grown to the next phase, you can go to Port Harcourt. You go like that until you get to Lagos. Are you following what I'm saying? Then you go, you go to Badagri, you go to Kotonou from there, you go to Ghana. Those countries will not run. You are still alive. Don't now go on vacation and come back for one year, you have not recovered. Every time you see the pictures, you'll be angry. Your children are happy, but you are angry. They don't know why you are angry. You have... You have <laughs> come and tell your neighbor, learn to save. You can't give everything in life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm a giver. I'm a giver. You can be a foolish giver. Givers never lack. Givers never lack. You can give until you lack. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a place for giving. There is a place for what? Saving. The Bible says, He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. There is something to eat and something to sow. Praise God. Are you following this? Come on, are you here? Have savings. Save. Sometimes the things you want in life will come at a very cheap cost, but you don't have the money to buy them. Because you have not saved. Once they increase your salary, don't spend that. Don't increase. Still live as if you were living in your previous salary. Hmm? Learn to save. Teach your children, teach your wife to save. You learn it. You exemplify that. As a ministry, we save. You know, one, one time we took a decision. We said, a particular offering at a particular time. We're not going to touch it. We're going to save it for one year. Amazed how much we saved. Praise the name of the Lord. Learn to save. The next one is stay generous. Stay generous. Proverbs 11.24 Because when we now say learn to save does not mean you will now save and not feed yourself. Proverbs 11.24 Then let me tell you, once in a while hmm, this one is my personal, it's not in the Bible this is Proverbs from the head of Maxwell. Eh? Once in a while eh, take from the money that you have saved 
eh? and eat. Do you understand? You are not here. Once in a while. Hmm? See, when you watch all those stuff, you see turkey, full turkey, you wonder, how can somebody be eating? No, don't wonder. Once in a while, how can somebody buy food for 5,000? Once in a while. Hmm? Not every time. Take some money from what you have saved. Go and sit down. And buy good juice, cold. Don't carry anybody. I'm not saying take anybody out. This one is for yourself. Buy full chicken. Even if you don't finish it, no problem. Buy full chicken. Buy full rice. Buy salad. Anything you want. Indomie, everything. Put it. And eat. When you have eaten, you lift your hands and say, Father, I thank you for your goodness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And once in a while, eat. And eat the money in appreciation to God. So that eating is your act of thanksgiving and worship. Don't feel guilty if you are married, carry your wife. If not, they will lock you outside. <laughs> so, but if you are married, carry your wife. But this is not, it's not showmanship. Eh? Because some people say to the extent that they even hurt themselves. But something will happen. What you are doing now will expand your mind. That that life is possible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've just done something to your mind. So don't be stingy to yourself. But don't do it every time. Because if you do it every time, now that's not foolishness. Alright. Now, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. <laughs> uh, I read, can I tell you this story? I read this story by, uh, the, the name of the man is, uh, what's that? Uh, I'm trying to remember his name now. But I think it was Yongusho. He was talking about the early days of uh, Yongusho. I, I can see the book in my head. I can see the Peter C. C. Peter Wagner. His name is C. Peter Wagner. He, he, he was an apostolic missionary. So he was a missionary for many years. One time he went to, I think he went to Yongucho's church in South Korea. I think so. But, and then, uh, it was not Yongucho's church, but he went to Korea. And a, and, a, and a minister gave him some money. And then he gave him this money. Then he went home and gave it to missions. You know, sold it to missions. He came back the next year. And he said, uh, so the person told him, ah, uh, how about the funds we gave you last time? So, oh, praise God, we gave it to missions and everything. Then the man now told him, says, no, God wants me to break the spirit of poverty over your life. Take this money. This time, don't give anything to missions. Go to a good hotel, yourself and your wife, and eat. Now, he was writing about prosperity, and he said, that did something to him. Even sometimes, as ministers of the gospel, it took time for me to learn that. Because sometimes as ministers, when money comes, you always want to put everything into the house of God, help people, be of a blessing to people, you know. But uh, that was one of the things that almost shifted me from ministry because I saw my parents helping a lot of people, doing stuff. And sometimes we have this basic struggle at home. It's good. It's not bad. But I told God when the Lord was calling me, I said, Lord... My children will already have paid the price of letting me travel, go everywhere. They wouldn't pay the price with their own life going through certain tough times. And the Lord has been faithful where our children is concerned. Where our family is concerned. At the time we couldn't buy clothes, uh, there was this particular lady um, that my wife taught the child how to read. And, and funny enough, the child was just a, a little uh, older than Carrie's, I think so. And they will bring bags of clothes. God has always been faithful where that is concerned. 
You see, in life, learn to pray specific prayers. All this, oh God, bless me. Bless me so that my enemies will be here. Let everywhere around me be just soft. See, let me tell you. Let me tell you. God can cause heavy rain. After that prayer, God can cause heavy rain to fall in Bonnie. Thunder will blow. Things will happen. We say, what is happening? God say, all of my child just say, he wants everywhere to be soft. And, I mean, and then God will just do that for you and you on your own. Learn to pray specific prayers. I hear what I'm saying. I, if it is money that is your issue, kneel down, raise your hand and say, God, this issue of money, how do we sort it? And be specific. Don't be praying to God in parables. You want everywhere around you to be soft. So it's not God you are now talking to as if you are talking to the Babalawa of your village. The rain now fell everywhere is soft. You say God didn't prosper you. It's softness you ask. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jabez said, Oh God, bless me indeed. In the Bible says, it says, and enlarge my, my territory. It says, and let your hand be upon me so that the enlargement that is coming, you to protect the enlargement. He said, and may my life not cause pain. The man was four prayer points, very specific. The Bible said, and the Lord heard him. This man prayed. He said, God, don't give me riches. I don't want to now say, where is the Lord? Don't let me pour. I don't want to steal and now insult your name. Just give me food that is okay for me. The man just said, I don't want poverty. I don't want riches. Just keep me. I just want okay. And, and I mean, the Bible recorded it. That's what the man prayed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So for some of you, you don't have the heart for riches. That's the truth. You know, wealth comes with a lot of things. Eh? Oh, you don't know. Oh, you think to be rich, it will not make your things easy. You know, the first time they gave, gave us that uh, uh, Ford car, the Jeep. Right? Then they said something was wrong with the tire. Then I drove to where they were selling tire. I said, how much is the tire? They told me the tire. How much is the tire? <laughs> so I now said, wait a <laughs> It's one tire I want to buy. I'm not saying change the four. They said, that's the amount. I said, okay, I'll be back. I just went to Fokanizer. I said, do you have any solution to this? Is there anything you can do to help the son of man? So when you see this, sometimes you see us driving those cars. There's no fuel. And that's why we wind up. It's not everybody that is winding up driving cars. You just say, man, man. Sometimes it's the people are just thinking their life. <laughs> Somebody that hits that car. You see my car now. You see that one glass is broken. You know why that glass is broken? I can't change one. It's the two. And the money for the two can help me further in the work of the ministry. So I say, as far as it's not disturbing anybody, it's my car. It's not. <laughs> Let it be there. Uh, so sometimes when you say you want to be a big man, you want to be a big man, be ready. Because hmm? you realize that by the time you are rich, people think to deceive you is their game now. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody can repair your car and spoil everything. When the, what was wrong with the car is a hundred thousand. He finishes it. The car now needs five hundred thousand to come back to the state it was before the hundred thousand. Those are I'm telling you some of the things that come with wealth. To steal from you will become people's lifetime ambition. I'm telling you, you are on your own and nobody's thinking of stealing from you. 
Even if they find your turn, they give it back to you. Ah, sir, this is, this is your phone. <laughs> All right, then. But you know, so, so that's why that guy prayed. He said, See, I don't want, because to walk in forgiveness. One day I came out from our house and he told me some two boys fought. And the boys that broke it, it wasn't like I had an accident. Two boys in my compound fought yeah, and broke it. So they came to, before they came, ah, sir, sir. I have to forgive them. But you know that forgiveness is hundreds of thousands. That's what it means. Because you can decide, now we arrest you. I will show you who I am. Then I say, where is the pastor? The pastor was not in Bible. They say, ah, uh, they called him in court. I'm telling you. So, every life you are, there are things that does what? Comes with it. The more conditions you have, the more your life being will go up. A lot of stuff. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm just saying that you prepare your heart for it. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Alright. So you stay generous. Adopt a giving plan. Proverbs 11.24 Am I right? Okay, yeah. 24. It says, There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there's one who withholds what is justly due. I want you to observe that word. What is justly due. The King James says more than is necessary. And yet it results only in one. So you withhold, but not more than is necessary. Or what is justly due. Okay? You have to keep that balance. Then he says, the generous man will be prosperous. And he who waters will himself be watered. So have a generous perspective to life. Plan your giving. Okay, you're about to receive your salary now. How much is my tithe? What's going to as my offerings? What will I give? You know, sometimes you can even plan, oh, this month I'll help this person. This next month I'll help this person. Be generous. Don't just think of yourself, but plan it. Remove your savings. Remove what you want to give. It might not be much, but start it. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I don't even have what to give to my parents. What about just airtime? What about just provisions? Praise the name of the Lord. What about just sending someone to buy meat for them, no matter how small? Oh, I don't have what to give to my pastor. Why don't you start small? I know there are some of you that are planning say, don't worry, don't worry. When God do it, even you will know. I don't want to know then. Start now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Eh, eh, all those are pastors, I will surprise you. No, I don't like surprises. Even this church will feel the effect. No, let's start feeling the effect now. When that woman gave her widow's might, she didn't say, when God prospers me. Giving to anybody, whether it's to your parents, whether it's to the church, whether it's to your pastor, whether it's to the poor, does not start from when you have. It starts from your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. 100 naira is a gift. You know, I was so blessed one day. So blessed one I think it was, uh, it was some few Sundays ago. You know, we had finished service. And uh, a lady met me after the service. She just said, oh, pastor, this is for you. It's, new, it's your New Year offering. Or New Year something. You know, I looked at it. Maybe 2,000 or 3,000. But I was so blessed by just the thought. Just the thoughts. She didn't say, oh, what would 3,000 do for pastor? Just the thoughts. I was just thinking, oh, this dear woman. She, she thought it just that the fact that I was in her thoughts for the new year. And she, 
You could see the preparation. You could see the plan. You could see that this was consciously done. See, that's where the blessing is. It's not the amount sometimes. Praise the name of the Lord. And you know, you can also have people who have been hanging around you, sir. It is New Year, sir. Bless you, sir. They are waiting to receive from you. But this one came with a mind to do what? To be of a blessing. So where does it start? The heart. Everybody says giving starts with the heart. So you have a generous heart. The Bible says he that waters will also be what? Be watered. Let me tell you something about a generous heart quickly. A generous heart is not just about giving. Right? You entered bike. They said, um, the person told you it's 15 naira or 16 naira. Okay? Or 17 naira or 18 naira. You have 100 naira. You now paid 100 naira. You now say, you must give me 20 naira. Eh? They now say they don't have 20 naira. You now stood with the bike there for the 20 naira. You will, you will be begging other bike, raising the change. You too will be raising 20. 20. And to, both of you are there for 15 minutes. You are there. You say, no, you must take this 20 naira. You now follow him and walk down. To co- <laughs> I'm not saying don't collect your change, but please. Eh? Sometimes a generous heart just says, okay. Are you following what I'm saying? Many times I've paid people more than they ask. I've paid people more than. Not because I have. I've started it way when I was small. And, and the day when I used to enter taxes, I'll enter taxes with older people. I'll pay for them. 50, 50 naira. I'll pay. Oh, I'll pay for this old woman. 50 naira, 50 naira. I'll pay. Generous hearts. Some of you will enter taxes with old men, old women. I remember one day, uh, I went to buy bread. We're just starting there. We didn't have so much. I went to buy bread. I saw this old man came to buy bread. Just two loaves. You know how they used to sell all those bread with butter, right? And then, you know, Bori Koko there in worry. And, and this, the man came. How I was, And I had some extra money. Bread then was maybe 300 for the whole loaf. The man came to buy bread, 30 naira, butter, 20 naira, just stuff. So I told the woman to give him the whole loaf of bread and give him butter. This man chased me with prayers. I had to dodge him. He said, ah, my son, and I don't know you. So he was praying for me. I said, oh, it's okay. I was praying for me. It's okay. The man, he started following me and praying. For me. So I entered another street. He, he was looking for me. I had to dodge the prayers. That's general. I didn't have so much. That old man in your compound, what stops you from buying an extra loaf of bread? There was an old man in our compound then, you know, one man, he was a bit elderly. We, we just have a blessing to him. We didn't know him. He didn't come to this church. We're just blessing him. Why? Because we just think this is old. This man is old. Why? Well, let's just be of a blessing. Huh? What stops you from buying a loaf of bread to that man in your compound? To that woman in your compound? Are you waiting to be a millionaire before you help that man? Will they be alive before that your millions come? You're going to buy two loaves of bread. 500, 500. Why not just buy 1,000 and take one for yourself and say, oh, I just want to bless you. He said, for what? Just bless, just be of a blessing. That child that needs to go to school, maybe their school fees is 3,000. Don't say, what is the church doing? What are you doing? Hmm? Let other people determine what they do with their money. What are you doing with yours? Praise the name of the Lord. Generosity is not big. You see that bus you are entering every Sunday is 1,500 or 1,006 or 1,007. 
Generosity simply means you can say, hey, pastor, or hey, whatever, I want to pay for this bus. One trip every month. That's how it starts. Huh? Oh, oh, I discovered this brother comes late. You find out. Why is the brother? Oh, maybe transport. Oh, I'll help you out. So, you know, your generosity has to be planned, but at the same time, it has to come from your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. Number eight, have an understanding of your estate. I have one more point and then we're done. Have an understanding of your estate, your asset, or your job with the future in mind. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 23. And when I give you these examples, I, I don't give you these examples out of a heart of, oh, I'm practicing everything I teach. I'm giving these examples, of course I practice God's word, but to show you how easy it is to apply these things. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 23. Know well the condition of your flocks and pay attention to your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the grass disappears, the new growth is seen, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in. The lambs will be for your clothing, and the goats will bring the price of a field. And there will be goat's milk enough for your food, for the food of your household and sustenance for your maidens. You know what he said? He said, take care of your flock. Take care of your goats. Don't focus on money. Focus on that thing you're doing. He said, yes, after. When the riches are gone, these goats you looked after, they will be your cloth. They will provide wool for you. Look after your job. Look at your financial estates. Think of the future. You will get married one day. You will have children one day. That your store tends to it. Understand the condition of that your store. Many people are in business and they don't understand the condition of their business. That job you are doing, is there a future in that job? At what age will you stop that work? What will you get into when you stop that work? Think that way and pay attention to those things. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following what I'm saying? Even if you're in a company, maybe you retire at 30, what will you do after your retirement? That's how to think. Pay attention. To your job. Pay attention to your estates. Know where your money is going to. Understand your financial uh, economy, your personal financial economy. Understand it, how it works. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Number nine. Debts. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 18. Proverbs 17 and verse 18. Proverbs 17, 18 says, NIV says, The one who has no sense shakes hands in pledge and puts up a security for a neighbor. Proverbs 22, verse 7 says, The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Proverbs 22, verse 26 to 27 says, Do not be the one who shakes hand in pledge or puts up security for debts. If you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from under you. Hmm? Proverbs 22, 26 to 27. It says, when you go and get debts, your bed, if you can't pay back, your bed will be taken away from you. Proverbs 22, 26 to 27. Huh? If you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from you. Hmm? I know many people have conflicting views concerning this, but this is my one view concerning this. Run away from debt as much as you can. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Live a debt-free life. There's nothing like when you are owing. When you are owing and money is coming like this, you see the money like this. To pass through your account. You to now go. You are back to square one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I practice it. One of the things myself and my wife said the day we got married was that we're never going to be indebted. We've never been indebted until we leave this earth. We never mean anything we cannot afford, we don't pay for it. We don't we don't attempt it. Bring, I will pay you. We don't have that philosophy. When we're building this church, banks approached us to give us a loan. We said no. There are many churches that are built with debts. And you see, that culture is beginning to come. The way it is in America. There are people in developed countries and all this America, you can get student loan. Somebody has finished school 10 years, he's still paying loan 15 years. Still paying. That's why you see that most times when you hear teachings from those sides, they call debt cancellation anointing, debt cancellation anointing, debt cancellation anointing everywhere. And you see, there are many platforms now offering you debts. Hmm? Oh, you can just borrow, you pay back. Advanced salary. Many of these uh, fine banking names. Hmm? Advance. We can advance you your salary. You just collect. So even now, as you are working, you know that you don't have salary to do. Hmm? There are things that, I know some people can argue this economically, that there are good debts and there are bad debts. If you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from under you. It didn't say good or bad. However you want to call it, if you don't pay, this is what the Bible says, that your bed will be taken away from you. When people want to loan you money, they are very sweet. When they want to collect the money, your dignity will be eroded. Eh? Have you seen where they are collecting, where somebody cannot pay debts, and they meet them on the street and pull their shoes? And you know when you meet your debtor, you are very humble. If you read the other one, say, the borrower is a slave to the lender. You know as we are here, and if you are owing somebody money, he can text you, say, where are you there? Say, come, 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 come. Say, I take church. He say, what about my money? Say, okay, I'm coming. That's what it means. Are you following what I'm saying? If the person you are owing is on this side of the road, you know you can't pass that side. Your life is constricted. So, you've got to make up your mind. Especially young people, don't grow up with debts. And it starts from this borrowing of 1,000, 1,500, 2,000. Don't make it a culture. It's not something you should think of at first. And that's why I'm, I'm going to say this, right? That's why some of you don't know how to live by faith. You can't, you can't wait to see miracles. You can't wait to trust God. You, do, you haven't come to that place and say, if God doesn't show up for me, let whatever happen will happen. Are you following what I'm saying? I know there will not be a lot of amen. I'm sorry, but I have to just tell you. However you choose to go about it is, I know you won't say amen. I know you won't say praise the Lord. But don't forget Proverbs 27, 22, 27. That if you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from under you. Your creditors don't have mercy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you have to trust God. And you have to believe God. To live a debt-free life. Don't start it from an early age. Don't start it at all. Learn to live by faith. Trust God. And what, what, what's going to happen is you'll begin to see miracles happen in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's be on our feet.
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask for everyone in the service that there will be a free flow of finances in their life. And for those of us, Father God, that are indebted, that we need to pay off one debt or the other, we just pray for financial miracles and favor. We pray that doors will be open to them of employment, of jobs, of, of where their skills can be traded, so that there will be a free flow of finances. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.